All right, all right, all right. It's all all right. And uh, here we are in this moment. And I'm doing my sadhana. I am being here as best I can and allowing the cloud of ego to thin. And I understand that the cloud of ego that's thinning in my incarnation, I am a soul and the ego is an illusion, yet there's the ego thinning, the cloud of ego thinning, and I'm centering and cooling it out. And this is not, I'm doing a podcast. No, this is the awakening journey. And you all go this journey with me in this incarnation. So don't be like, well, you know, I don't have to be Baba here, love. I'm here and I got my golden toilet and I'm just listening to this while I'm shitting on a golden toilet. <laughs> yeah, we have to go that journey of the golden toilet and the poop dropping into the golden toilet and all that kind of stuff. But we go to the journey together. So, you know, that's what makes it bearable because who we are together can bear all of it. So we have here on the show, and this is out. So we're Maharaji Honor Maharaji J. Nimkobaba Maharaji and the lineage of Maharaji Ramdas, all that. And Nathan, uh, say hello. Hello. All right. So Nathan has been on the show before. In fact, I was just listening to that episode with my spiritual wife, lady, girlfriend, partner, roommate, uh, best friend. She's looking at me, so I got to say all that kind of stuff, right? I can't be like, well, I'm going to talk about my ex-girlfriend on this show. She's standing there looking at me, judging away like Judge Judy. But, you know, behind all that, here we are. And, you know, that, you know, because... That's a big thing. Now, everybody's talking about New Year's, right? Every, the, the, the commonplace thing to say on social media and in general, if you go to the store or to other people, Happy New Year. But, you know, that and to me implies uh, time and space. Like, Happy New Year. There's a years and there's past, present, future, and there's a new year, and then there's Monday and Tuesday, and that's all fine and good. But if you wish someone a Happy New Year, you're just wishing for them to suffer because happiness that's in time, a year, that's temporary. So you might be happy for a year or six months or all that, but that passes. That is not true happiness. So I'm going to wish people not true happiness because everybody else does it. And if I don't say happy new year, then I am a, a deviant of the culture. How dare everybody, every spiritual leader is now saying happy new year. And these people say, and everybody does it. You can't just not wish someone happy new year, but whatever. How about happy here and now? Right? So let's talk about that. Nathan. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, that's, you know, okay, so I guess the first time I ever, like, experienced the here and now, or well, before that, you know, people would talk about, you know, being in the present moment, and that sounded all fine and dandy, and I would think to myself, you know, like, well, where else am I, you know? Um and so I think, I guess if I'm starting with the opposite of being in the present moment, you know, a lot of times, most of the time, um, at least for me anyway, I was in the past, like my mind was in the past, you know, or in the future, uh, because, you know, the past is, you know, stuff happened, trauma, whatever. And then so you're thinking the future is going to be the same. And so you're constantly jumping back and forth from one to the other. Um, but so then I just remember starting to practice like 
it started with trying to count all the objects in a room and becoming aware of them one at a time, if that makes sense. And then it just progressed from there. And then I just one day, uh, I don't know, it's like I could feel my body all of a sudden. Does that make sense? Like, uh, like I had never felt like actually felt my body before. You know, so like, I guess for me, when I'm trying to get into the present moment, if I feel like I've gone out of it, I just kind of get in tune with the sensations of my body. And uh, well, that's the thing about it is that uh, all of the sensations, feelings, emotions, thoughts, all of them can potentially bring you in to this moment. And I find this is a good thing to work with. Um don't anticipate the future. So what you do is you you learn how to cool yourself out enough so you notice when you're anticipating the future. It could be very subtle. You know, you're like well, about to walk into the store and you're anticipating, say, what you're going to get. And that is not being in the moment. Or say you just talked to someone and you're thinking about what they said. That's not in the moment. So the moment is just this, you know, uh, thing. So you don't anticipate the future. Don't prolong the past. So that's like that and then uh don't fear appearances you know so this once we get into the moment it's not what we've been taught it's not this monday tuesday wednesday i'm a person look there's the moon all that kind of stuff oh it's a nice sunset now once you really really go into the moment it's all right here and now so the past present that's all here it's just all here as one big solid energy so Mm. right now as i'm talking i'm feeling you know, there's that part of me that's a cloud of ego, but I'm not that where I'm just allowing that. It's all just this energy and tomorrow's part of that energy and the, the, all the past and all the timelines and all the infinite levels. And it's everything's happening and nothing's happening. And then that being in that, it's finally like, it's OK. It's just all all right. You know, that's how I look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, whenever whenever you can get into the present moment, it's like um, there's no judgment there because you're just observing, you know, you're using your eyes, you're using your ears. Um, Maybe you're feeling whatever uh, electrical signals are being sent inside of your body and maybe feeling the air on your skin. You know, you're doing all of that all at once. And, um, And then, you know, you maybe have like a thought about what it is that you're feeling and suddenly you're not there anymore. But what happens is your brain starts to recognize those different states of consciousness and it's it's able to then choose which one it wants to be in. You know, so like the more you practice uh, being in the present moment and uh, Vipassana, I think, is what the the Vedas call it. Is that right? But, well, Vipassana is a type of meditation. I don't think that was in the Vedas, but, you know, it doesn't matter. The point is yeah. um, what you were describing, sensations, thoughts, emotions. Uh, I find that it's helpful. Uh, this is, you know, taken from Dogjin Buddhism, in particular, this uh, uh, metaphor, analogy, whatever, that sensation, uh, thoughts, emotions, brain, body, all that is not who we are. It's just these clouds. So. In comes the cloud of body or in comes the cloud of the feeling of your skin or the thought of the past. All that's fine and good. What we do recognize is that those clouds are part of the sky, but they are not permanent. They come into being and they leave. They come and they go. And it's all. So what I find is, you know, just have that perspective. And I'm sitting like here's he's talking and there's a million like I don't know about you, but all these millions of thoughts are going by and 
sensations and you know, and it's like I feel the chakras and then oh, there's an angel right in front of me. It's like it's all all <laughs> happening and merge interchangeable energy, and I'm just grooving with it. It's not who we are. What we are is that vast open sky that does not born, does not die. And the thing about the being the sky is, you get instantly all the answers you feel like you have no desires you get it all it's enough it's finally just enough and you 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 just rest in that sky and then you know what what the issue is what happens say say someone out there like okay i get i've been in that sky i get what he's talking about being the moment and whatever but what do i do when it's just something really heavy comes along and i just feel so caught what do i do nathan (laughs) oh man and uh, this is uh, a beautiful uh, 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 supermodel, and she's just about peaking external beauty, and she's like, Nathan, baby, you know, if you tell me the answer, I feel so caught. I mean, I just, I, I wanted to eat a hot dog today, and I can't. I had to just have a salad and then even barf it up, and I will be with you all night, Nathan, if you just answer my question about being caught in wanting the hot dog because they just taste good and i remember growing up i ate a lot of hot dogs and then i i became a supermodel i couldn't eat them anymore so what do i do and nathan you will get a really special treat for this man what i would say is i don't know what you should do you know honestly motherfucker that's it that's what you told me that's what the other person told me you know what I'm tired of people that don't have the answers. You know, I'm going to uh, Switzerland. I heard there's a cow there that speaks in Arabic, and I'm going to sit at its feet and get what it's all about. So I I asked you for an answer. I was even willing to share my naked body with you, and you slapped me in the face with that. I don't know. You know, the funny thing about people wanting answers, you know, you could give them an answer, you know, but they don't usually do it anyway so it's kind of like you know you're gonna do your thing there's really no point in me telling you what to do or how to do it so you know well that's a good point i mean that i feel that's a truth uh sometimes you the person's not ready they really don't want the answer there's all kinds of different motivations there or they can't hear the answer they'll be real they'll ask for the answer but they're not willing to give up the person to ask the question so if they go to find the answer and they're not willing to give up the person that asked the question, at least partially give it up, then how are they going to hear the answer about that, right? They're not ready. Like, I find it funny, the analogy of, say, someone going around telling people to be spiritual, right? That's kind of funny because it's like the butterflies going around to all the caterpillars like, don't be a caterpillar. <laughs> I mean, it's just silly, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, that's a thing. Um that I've, I guess, come to accept, at least for me, like, I just am what I am. And, you know, I'll find myself getting mad at people for their quote unquote flaws, you know, um, but they're not really flaws, you know, like we're, some of us are caterpillars, some of us are monkeys, some of us are, you know, whatever it's, and we just have to, I'm not no monkey cracker. I'm a caterpillar. (laughs) And we got a monkey here in the background. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. Speaking of monkeys, my spiritual wife, girlfriend, partner, roommate, best friend, best lover in the world, she thinks. Anyway. Oh, she's giving me a look. I was just kidding, baby. Oh, daddy will make it all better later. All right. Anyway, she talks like a monkey. Like, 
they have these things on Facebook. You've seen them, Nathan, where it's a little cartoon of Bobby here, love, and he's saying something like, be here now, yada, 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 rest in love, something like that. And it's like a funny or, it's, or it could be serious, whatever. I don't see it as serious. Cosmic joke, right? But anyway, uh, she'll read it like in that monkey voice and she'll read it. And then, I don't know. I just find my, it's interesting. What do you like? What do we do about this? Perhaps, um, you know, uh, you notice that in the mind, the clouds, there's things we find more fascinating. Oh, preferring and not preferring. And I mean, that there's part of me that's like, oh, I love when she reads it like a monkey. But would I like it if, you know, uh, someone put poop, dog poop in my mailbox? No. Like, so, you know, I feel that it's important to put perspective on that with the sky. So those preferences come and go. They're not so juiced up. You might like country music now, but are you the person liking country music and not liking uh, hip hop? Are you a person liking hip hop, not like country music? No, it's just. That's just the whip and wham of nature, and you're the sky, and he likes country music. That maybe tomorrow he'll like um, a big band music, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you, what do we do about that? Or not what do we do, but could you talk a little bit about preferences? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they they kind of change like the wind. You know, we think we know ourselves, and we'll we can be talking to someone in complete confidence and say, "This is who I am," you know. Um, but that's ridiculous because some days the, the sky is sunny and some days it's cloudy. Like you're, you're saying we're like the sky and, um, you know, one day I may look at a bar of chocolate and just my mouth will start watering, but then the next day, you know, it just sounds kind of gross. And so, um, you know, one day I may be extremely, uh, maybe infatuated with someone and then all of a sudden I just don't feel that anymore. You know, for whatever reason, I wake up one day and I'm just not the same. So and that's a constant thing. I'm I we're transient uh, beings. And um, so when people think they know themselves uh, to be a solid, unchanging thing, they're kind of setting themselves up to um, like disappoint themselves in the future. You know what I mean? I am, I don't change. I am eternally present. I am the infinite being that's always been, always will be. I feel that if you think you're that, then that's true what you're saying. If you think you're the infinite being or you think you're anything, it's not about thoughts. It's not about models of who we are. We really go behind the thinking process. We go behind sensations. We go behind duality and separation we get to this place where I am now and I will always be this place mm-hmm. and it is not separate. So that doesn't change. And then, the, but there is in the appearance in appearances, it appears to be changing. I mean, you like you were saying about all that, that person changes. I mean, mm-hmm. that person may be like this one day, but that is that really even a reality? That's just a thought. That's just a model of that person. That's really just from, from my perspective, that's just right. a model that person might have of them, and then they have a different model another day. But it has nothing to do with who they are or what it's all about. It's just like even if you sit around, you may listen to Bobby Here Love, someone out there, and they really – I get what it's all about. It's all one, and they repeat be here now, and they think all the thoughts, and they really think they're God. But are you thinking you're God? Or are you being God, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's that uh, that underlying 
uh, I am whenever we uh, whenever we let all of that flow uh, and we observe all those apparent changes. Um, yeah, you're right. We, we're not we don't actually change at all. Um, that observer, you know. Um, <clears throat> Well, that's one way. Yeah, yeah, that one, that eternal witness. It does, the words to describe it are just like fingers pointing at the moon, where you call it a witness or observer or God or the self or the non-dual reality or nirvana. There's millions of other names for it. Um, the great big spaghetti monster. It doesn't matter. That could work. It's just the word pointing to it. And then finally, we see it's pointing to a place inside. You do the work. You quiet your mind. You open your heart. And you just start to extricate yourself from all the melodrama and you know that's this is something we could talk about on one level that's you start awakening and you see that there's a process like some days you're stuck up some days you're feeling present uh you might be feel less detached one day and you're in the sky and another day you feel more attached and it seems like you're getting clearer and you're small less like a year after doing practices you get less hung up and you notice like a forward progression of uh, spiritual evolution Mm-hmm. And then you got like where we're finished. Ah, here and now, that's it. This is it. Here, here and now is it. And that's all of it. The end of the journey, beginning in the middle. So, you know, how do you fit all that together as far as uh, your journey goes? Yeah, okay. So the progression. Um, oh, man. You know, I have a hard time putting things into words. Uh, language is hard with these things, especially the English language. Um, I've heard that other languages are better at describing these kinds of spiritual experiences and phenomena. Um, <clears throat> that's no worries. Uh, it will come to you later. For right now, we're, we're, I'm going to tell you a story. Let's consider, yeah, um, say I'm the big papa and you all are my children. And here you're sitting at my feet, and I will tell you a story. One day, there was a happy gnome, and that gnome sang a song. And that gnome would not sing that song. And all the other gnomes are upset. Why is that gnome doesn't talk, doesn't even eat? And how is it even living? Because the other gnomes are eating this gnome still alive, even though it's just singing the song. They try to feed it, and it won't stop singing. So they just figured, we'll let the gnome sing the song. And the song is, uh, you know, of course, an eagle song. Um, take it easy. And the no- they find it particularly funny that the gnome sings about having seven girls on his mind, even though there's no girls. There's only gnome girls. So it's not really a girl, right? It's a gnome girl. It's And it's not relatable to the gnome world. You know, it's a song from the human realm. Anyway, so the... All this starts unfolding, and finally the wise gnome says this was all just a dream. And then suddenly the whole new universe that's been going on for millions of years ends. And it was just a dream. And that's how I look at things, is that this universe, all infinite universes physically, and all infinite astral universes, all that, it's temporary. It's relatively real in the sense it's temporary. There's a universe in existence. We live out all the planets, all the parts, all the aliens, all the solar systems, all the supernovas. We live all that out as a beginning, middle, end. It's all happening now, and it's over. It's already happened, and here we are, and it's still, you know? And that, and the other ones, and all the infinite 
physicals and levels and all that. We live all it out as a beginning, middle, and and it's all over. And all it's all happening now. And it's this sense of all the energy in the universe. And now this is a good thing. It's like once you realize how much we're holding on to unworthiness, we can start to let go of it and really be in these realities where it's there's all of it and we could go to an astral plane or whatever. We really can go to the ultimate journey to the ultimate whatever it is, the profound whatever, and be in it and get our whole scene together and feel content and peaceful. We are worthy to do that. You know, what could you talk maybe about that, that sense of unworthiness that once people start to realize they have it, they see they have so much of it. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, unworthiness. Um, my whole life before that whole um, sort of awakening that I had, I don't know what to call that, by the way. Like, I want to say awakening, but, you know, am I fully awake? I don't know. Like, you know, it's like the, like you were saying, progression. This is a progression. It's a spiritual evolution. Um, so, but as far as unworthiness, we'll start there. Um, I had a, a, I gave myself a hard life. You know, I made decisions that just broke my heart, you know. And, um, and so for years from, you know, I just lived in this like self-loathing. I didn't think I was worthy of uh, friendship or, you know, because I stole from people. I lied to people. I, uh, I was not a good person, you know, and, you know, good person, bad person, whatever. We're all just people. Um, but I was doing all the things that, you know, really just destroy lives. Um, yeah. And so like, you know, my life, my children's lives, my, their mom, like my parents, uh, my friends, you know, I just wrecked everything and, and I wanted to blame everybody else, you know? Um, but I knew deep inside that it was my fault. Um, everything, every decision I had ever made, every situation I had ever put myself in was my fault. And so there was this, you know, I don't know. It's weird. I, there was just this sense of unworthiness that I just, I didn't deserve love. I didn't deserve heaven. I didn't deserve whatever, you know, the good oh, things yeah. are in this life. But then as I accepted that I had done all of those things and I wasn't just a victim, um, I, I got to a point where I was just like, okay, I have a choice to make, you know, I can keep living in this or I can do something different. And so I just decided to just give my life over, over to love. And as I've done that, um, you know, it's like the more love you give out, the more you get back. And it, it just has built and built and built. And I don't feel unworthy anymore. Um, I know that I guess I'm not quote unquote perfect. Like we all have our quote flaws. Um, and that's okay. And so there, I'm just as worthy as anybody else. Uh, we are, we're all worthy. Um, we just have yeah, it's like you're, it's like that Chinese proverb. At first, uh, on the journey, we blame others. Uh, in the middle of the journey, we blame ourselves. See, so it's like a progression. Then you get to the point where you blame yourself, and you're starting to give your life over to love. 
uh, and before you blamed others. And finally, you get to the point where you blame no one, that you see you weren't ever that person that did any of that stuff. Like, it's all just happening. It's all anything that's happened, whether it's good or bad, it's all just happening. It's all meant to be that way. It's all programmed. So when you take birth into a spacesuit um, and a personality, all that, that is set. Everything that happens, everything that was stolen, that was set. Every improvement in your life, that's set. What, where your life's going, that's set. Where my life's going, all this stuff is just a big package of that. And why do we take that package? You know, to work through the stuff we have to work through. And that is part of our awakening. Because whether we think we're awakened or not, um, we are on this journey. And that which is fully awake is, this is the funny part, I think. That which is fully awake is also one with the most being, with Trump, say. Maybe he is the being most lost in illusion. So we got him as a great example of that much ego is us with that much ego. And then Buddha with no ego, that's us with no ego. And we realize, and we awaken to this compassion. And like you're saying, you're no longer all caught up in yourself and you're loving people and all that kind of stuff because you've worked through some of this stuff and it's you have more clarity in your life, just like I have more clarity. And, uh, you know, the thing with going into this, the worthiness thing, right? Uh, Neem Crow Baba, I, like years ago on the astral plane, which is what normal people call dreaming, on this plane, Neem Crow Baba was there and he should, and I, when people brought up unworthiness, I'd be like, well, I have anger, definitely and lust. Oh my God, do I have lust? A goat porn. I got to lay off that goat porn. I still watch that five hours a day. Okay, that was a joke. But anyway, goat porn jokes are not funny. Goat porn is a serious problem in our society. Now, <laughs> regardless of goat porn or non-goat porn or giraffe porn or walrus porn, and <laughs> my girlfriend's like, stop, spiritual wife, sorry. All right. <laughs> All right, where's that? All right, astral plane. So he's there. And he's showing me, you know, I was in denial about how much unworthiness I had. He showed me this place where I was holding on to a huge heaping stash of unworthiness. And it was uh, unconsciously affecting my life. Finally, we were both crying. And they showed that's not really me. The person, the being or whatever, the mind holding on to unworthiness is not me. And we went into this place of unconditional love. And we were watching, I was watching him, who was like Eric or Baba Love crying, and Maharaji was crying, and it was sad, but it was so beautiful, because we knew that every, he said, you let go a little bit uh, every day, like, just a little more unworthy, a little more unworthiness. Finally, I'm starting to get somewhere with that, where I do, I'm worthy. I am so worthy. And it's all right. I am perfect. I'm not, like, I used to get hung up about that, too, like, I'm not perfect. I have. I don't have no fucking flaws. Cracker, you tell the black man he has flaws. I'm perfect just like this piece of shit in Idaho, the sun, the solar system, the universe. I'm just as perfect as anything else. And you come up to the black man and tell him he has flaws. Cracker, I'm perfect as you. <laughs> anyway, you get the point, right? Yep. I do. All right. So, Nathan, this has been a great show. I'm glad to have you on. And, uh, uh, and you know, I get a little silly, and I'm sure Judge Judy's out there are going overtime on everything you said and everything I said, and they're putting in little categories. There. That's right. That's wrong. That's okay. That's not okay. And that's how they listen to this whole podcast, judging away. But oh, behind dude. all that, here we are, and it's all just the flow of energy, and it's all all right. So thank you for doing the show, Nathan. 
thank you man uh yeah no i i'm actually you know it's like i sit here and i actually judge myself for the things i say and i'm like hello uh, like last time you asked me a question uh i don't remember what it was and i gave you an answer and then after the show i was like you know i don't know the answer to that question that was a <laughs> that was a dick thing to do give an answer to that question and so <laughs> well that's the thing about it is all you do the sim- it's a simple thing of just let judgments of the mind be judgments of the mind so i find if i just see the judge the judgments of the mind all you see that is judge judy so you sit up there banging her gavel doing her thing is that you no you're this love so that you just love judge judy there she is doing her thing and as you do that you notice it lessens and it doesn't even matter if it got lessons or more because it's not you you go behind it and then you just the judgments come up and they're just judgments and it's okay and you notice it gets less and less finally none of that comes up but it's not like a rush to get to when that doesn't come up you see mm-hmm. so anyway yeah i don't know anything you know i just am it i don't know that i'm it i can get i can manifest and be like i know that i'm it and then i'll go but right now i just feel like ah you know ah it's okay i just ah <laughs> it's just so it's really funny and it's beautiful and it's this place inside so anyone out there listening if you're hungry for this place quiet the mind open the heart do the practices you will get to because you're already there so of course you will you're worthy cracker you are worthy all right this has been under the blanket with your host baba here love aka i am nobody special ding 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 i can call myself baba here love or rama rama ding dong it don't matter i'm all of it so i'm nobody special all right everybody i'll see you as everything it's all right just like that guy in uh jason confused said that that some people really don't like you know, well, I'm not going to judge him. He's got lust issues, but I'm not going to judge him. You know, he's besides he's a character in that movie. Anyway, he says, living, L-E-V-I-N. So let's do some living and loving and love every being unconditionally, especially who we think we are. All of it. Once you just could love that, just that little, little incarnation you have with the thoughts, the personality, the sensations, just love that. Immediately when you love that, who you think you are, you'll see you love it all because you want that being anywhere. That's all just how it is. And we can love it. That's right. Bye. Bye, Mr. American. Bye.